Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, glory, honor, praise, and adoration be unto your name for the goodness and mercy that you have shown towards all the world. We have been partakers and recipients of your kindness in that you have given us life. You've shed your love abroad in our hearts. You sent your Son to die on the cross for our sins. And the Holy Spirit works tirelessly on our behalf, also your holy angels doing the same. We acknowledge all these blessings, both spiritual and temporal blessings, in giving us of, temp of food, of shelter, clothing, security, guidance and protection, all these things we acknowledge that it comes from you and we say all honor, glory, praise be unto your name now and forevermore. Father in heaven, bless us once again with your word grants to us the gift of your Holy Spirit to give us understanding and give us grace to flee from ungodliness, to live soberly, godly and righteously in this present world. Put your words in our mouth and help us to speak words of life, that someone who would listen would be lifted up to heavenly places and would be pure through the words that will be spoken to them. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our High Calling, December 17 Out of the Lion's Mouth And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew chapter 10 verse 28 Daniel is an example to believers as to what it means to confess Christ. He held the responsible position of Prime Minister in the Kingdom of Babylon. And there were those who were envious of Daniel among the great men of the court, and they wanted to find something against him that they might bring an accusation against him to the king. But he was a faithful statesman, and they could find no flaw in his character or life. So they agreed together to ask the king to make a decree that no one should ask any petition of any god or man for thirty days save of the king. And if any disobeyed this decree, he was to be cast into the den of lions. But did Daniel cease to pray because this decree was to go into force? No, that was just the time when he needed to pray. Daniel did not seek to hide his loyalty to God. He did not pray in his heart, but with his voice aloud, with his window open toward Jerusalem, he offered up his petition to heaven. Then his enemies made their complaints to the king, and Daniel was thrown into the den of lions. But the Son of God was there. When the king came in the morning and called, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me. 
we may know that if our life is hid with Christ in God, when we are brought into trial because of our faith, Jesus will be with us. When we are brought before rulers and dignitaries to answer for our faith, the Spirit of the Lord will illuminate our understanding and we shall be able to bear a testimony to the glory of God. And if we are called to suffer for Christ's sake, we shall be able to go to prison, trusting in Him as a little child trusts in its parents. Now is the time to cultivate faith in God. Amen. The title of the devotion is Out of the Lion's Mouth. We have been seeing that there is a prophecy for the people of God that because of our faith, because of what we believe, because of practicing what we believe, we are going to be brought into trying places in the world. The world and its principles are diametrically opposed to the principles of God. And those who choose to follow the, the, the principles that are set forth in the commandments of God, in the word of God, will find very soon that they will not be tolerated in this world. Today, even as I speak, moves are being made to make it a crime to follow principles that are in the word of God. Laws are being made to stifle the liberty of conscience that everyone is supposed to have. We saw something of that nature happen four years ago or five years ago during the days of President Obama in the United States of America, where it was a law passed by the Supreme Court that those who have, who are gay have their rights, rights to receive services, that nobody should discriminate against them. And part of the services that they, were, they had a right to receive is a right to get married. And those who are conducting the marriage or even not just marriage or even any service in the company shouldn't discriminate so-called and say that they cannot give services to those who are homosexual. But that became a real trouble because in the church now, the church was looked at as a place where services are given. And what is the service? To unite people in marriage. But then, the church lost its liberty of conscience and that is that they were not able to say no. And there was a woman, I can't remember her name now, who refused to give her services to this gay couple and she was actually locked up in the cell for some time and taken to court. Many pastors had to give up their job because they didn't want to enter into such a trouble. And there was also someone who refused to bake a cake for people who wanted to get married but they were gay. And the person said, no, I cannot support this. I wouldn't make cake for you. Well, wrong or right what the person did, the main thing is that the person's right was also taken from uh, him or her because he was not allowed to say no. And people were locked up for following what they feel their conscience says to them is right. Well, it's going to get deeper than that. With the kind of things that are happening in the United States presently, the people who are in the church are even going to be our problem. 
it is not the world who will be the problem because very soon the church is going to take power of the state and when they take the power of the state they are going to try to force people to to follow the tenets of what they call righteousness because they are going to look at the world as immoral and they want to enforce morality in the world and the world will agree for morality to be enforced and when that happens when you bring your own standard of morality and say no i cannot do this because i feel this is wrong you are going to be in trouble like you can see here it was a religious law that was made for daniel that everyone should pray to the king for 30 days how about the world saying everybody should go to church compulsorily for just 30 days also and maybe they say go to church on sunday and you don't go and you say i will go on sabbath that day is coming the other day i mentioned you can go and check it senator sylvia allen who proposed that maybe we should be debating a bill requiring every american to go to any church of their choice on sunday that law that that bill that she said you know it was the senators in the days of daniel who also debated a bill requiring everyone to pray to the king for 30 days and no other person should be prayed to now today we hear in the u.s i repeat senator sylvia allen that was in 2015 to be precise she made that statement that we should debate a bill requiring every american to go to their any church of their choice on sunday and what do you know what is meaning of that that means a law a law requiring everybody to go to church on sunday what was the reason what brought about this it was about moral decadence the children teenagers who carry guns to to school and kill people and then the immorality that was rife in that time that was what made her make that statement immorality is only going to grow even more whether trump or biden is in the united states as president most likely if the democrats win then that is what is going to happen immorality is going to increase and what do you think is going to be solution to immorality the same thing that happens in the days of daniel they are going to make a bill a law requiring everybody to pray on sunday pray on sunday and then the daniels will have to show their true colors december 2 of our devotion here i think the title was show your colors the time will come where we need to show our colors like it was for daniel here we are not going to have to pretend it says here but did daniel cease to pray because this decree was to go into force no that was just the time when he needed to pray daniel did not seek to hide his loyalty to god he did not pray in his heart but with his voice aloud with his window open toward jerusalem he offered up his petition to heaven then his enemies made their complaint to the king and daniel was thrown into the den of lions amen and for us too the same would happen when the decree goes forth we are not seek we are not going to seek to hide our loyalty to god we are to make it apparent that we believe in god and that is by worshiping on the day that he has stipulated keeping the sabbath day holy and not only that even every other commandment doing them even though the laws of the world are made to make us go against god's commandment for example laws are made that are called hate speech today that means they define what hate speech is they are driving towards a direction where they say if you say the fact even if it is a fact as far as someone is offended by that thing you said 
be it factual or not, it is hate speech. So that means you are not going to be able to say the truth anymore. And when you say it, it will be calculated and judged as hate speech. What will we do when such laws come in force? Are we going to stop speaking the truth? No. Daniel is an example of us. Babylon is the world today. Revelation 17 describes this woman sitting on a beast. That woman on her head was written Babylon, the mother of Harlot. That woman represents the world in its state of immorality, especially the Christian world who have departed from the faith. It represents a church departed from the faith. And it is this woman, Babylon, that will try to rule the world. And that is where Daniel was living in Babylon. And every faithful Christian is living in Babylon today. And just like Daniel, laws will be made to make us be criminals just because we are serving God. For example, I said, hate speech is one of them. I know that in the UK also, Rowan Atkinson wrote or gave, an, gave a speech, I don't know if he wrote a book, that was say, he said, feel free to insult me. Because there was an act, or there is an act in the UK that was made to stop people from speaking things that they consider to be insultive. And he said, feel free to insult me, that, they, that when we start to do that, we are going to stifle free speech. Free speech, which is a very important power that God has given to everyone. God has allowed everybody to speak the way they want. Insult anybody if you want. Speak the truth if you want. Nobody's supposed to do anything to you. Do what you want to do. Everybody has their free speech. Jesus did not give Satan laws to stop him from saying what he's saying. He has given him free speech all this while. But it is the devil who wants to take away free speech from the children of God. It is the devil who wants to do that. And it has been shown clearly in the US because many times people have said things on Twitter that are terribly insultive, even proposing to kill people. But the leader of Twitter, that Jack Dorsey, did not censor them. He allowed it to spread. But the moment the truth is said on Twitter by some people, he will censor them and stop the truth from going forward. This is just an example of what is going to happen to the children of God. But what we are supposed to be doing now is to make ourselves to develop that faith that Daniel had that made him not to be afraid of the laws that was made by the state. How can we get to that place where we are not afraid of the laws made by the state? In the reading we were told we need to cultivate faith now. Daniel had a faith that trusted in God that made him to be unmoved even though he saw that he was going to be thrown into the lion's den. We may know that if our life is hid with Christ and God, when we are brought into trial because of our faith, Jesus will be with us. When we are brought before rulers and dignitaries to answer for our faith, the Spirit of the Lord will illuminate our understanding and we shall be able to bear a testimony to the glory of God. And if we are called to suffer for Christ's sake, we shall be able to go to prison trusting in Him as a little child trusts in its parents. Now is the time to cultivate faith in God. Why is it now? Because when that time comes, if we have not learned to cultivate faith in God now, we will not be able to do it then. How do we cultivate faith in God now? God is going to bring trials to you today that if you do what is right, it will look as if you are going to lose so many things. But when you do it, do the right thing, you will realize that your faith in God will increase. For some, it is going to be most likely with things that you are attached to. You may be attached to your parents or your friends. 
and then the word of god comes to you telling you to do this right thing or the other and it looks to you as if you are going to lose your friendship when you do what is right your faith increases for some it may be with a job you are told oh, that you need to do this or that to retain your job or to even get the job in the first place if you cultivate faith you will do what is right pass through the trial and to give you power to face even bigger trials for those in school it may be because uh, there's a lecturer who is asking you to give him sex for your grades or it may be that you are told to pay some amount of money to bribe so that you can get one thing or the other not necessarily in school it may be for passing an exam or it may be for anything at all to bribe or it may be to uh, just pay to pass an exam now these things are times when you need to learn to cultivate faith. Failure to do what is right at this time will mean that you have failed to develop your faith. But when you do what is right, you begin to see that thing as a small thing. You have passed it and the next time a bigger test will come and you will keep on growing. It is impossible for people who pass through these trials and fail to come to that time when our faith will be tested, when laws will be made to cause us not to keep the commandments of God anymore. It is impossible for people who have failed the previous test to pass this one. You have not been threatened to go to prison yet. Your life has not been threatened. You have not been threatened to be put into a lion's den. Just small tests, you are failing them. Jesus said, he that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful also in much. Don't deceive yourself into thinking that when that time comes, you will stand. I hear many people who say that. They fail to represent God in little tests where nobody is putting a gun on their head. Where no one is threatening them to go to prison. Where they are not being threatened to, to, to lose their lives or to be thrown into a lion's den. They've not been threatened that much. But yet, they do not cultivate faith in God. They do not do what is right. They run away. They become afraid. Are you deceiving yourself into thinking that you compromise in these little things? And then when the time comes for you to be threatened to go to prison and to for your life to be taken that you will stand who is deceiving you it is the devil and you also are deceiving yourself stop deceiving yourself in that manner the failures you are having now is it is a sign that you are going to fail in the future start standing for god faithfully now now is the time to cultivate faith Daniel wouldn't have been able to do this if from the onset when he came to Babylon he has not been cultivating faith. Just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, Daniel did not pretend to pray in his heart and say, oh, it's not prayer, I'll just pray in my heart. Same thing with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when they were brought to that place to bow. They did not pretend to say, oh, I'll just try to tie my shoes when everybody's bowing and God knows that my heart is not bowing. I will just bow, but my heart did not bow. Who says so? They showed clearly that they did not subscribe to such a practice. And it was a law that was made at that time. And they were told, one, the second time, go back now. There's going to be the music that will be played, you must bow. And they said, O king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Let it be known to you that even if you throw us into that fire, our God is able to deliver us and if he's not able, we will not still bow to your God. And the king became angry. But do you know what it means? Try and understand. Put your, let your mind walk and try and understand. Put yourself in the shoes of these people. Can you say what they said? Can you do what Daniel did to talk to the king in that way or to stand your ground knowing the consequences is going to be death, imprisonment, the fire or the lion's den? Can you? If you cannot stand the little test you are passing through now, answer for yourself. You cannot. You can't. Just tell you. Don't deceive yourself. So start today. 
God is going to bring tests to you today, tomorrow, and subsequently, where you need to tell the truth sometimes. And telling the truth may mean losing something that is dear to you, or that the consequences may be unfavorable to you, whatever, I don't know what it is. You may say the truth and it will get you into terrible consequences, at least in your mind, you think so. Or you may do what is right by not bribing or refusing to do something that they have said you should do and you feel that the consequences are going is going to get you into trying circumstances that is the time to cultivate faith do that thing that you know is right and develop your faith if you don't do that you fail in the future whatever we are doing today is preparing us for the trouble tomorrow i pray that the holy spirit will impress these things in our heart and set it right to us to make changes where we have failed and to pass the test God is going to bring today, tomorrow, and subsequently. In fact, if you love yourself, pray for those tests to come. Because without them, you cannot be prepared for the future trouble. Wish, let, pray, let them come. Let sorrow do its work is what we sing in that song, More Love to Thee. Send grief or pain. Sweet are thy messengers. Sweet their refrain. Pray, let them come. So that they will do their work on you. Let those trying circumstances come. Because the purpose of those trials is to develop faith in you. And when they come, be prepared to stand for God. May that be our experience in Jesus' name. Hmm. Daniel is an example to believers as to what it means to confess Christ. He held the responsible position of prime minister in the kingdom of Babylon and there were those who were envious of Daniel among the great men of the court and they wanted to find something against him that they might bring an accusation against him to the king but he was a faithful statement and they could find no flaw in his character or life so they agreed together to ask the king to make a decree that no one should ask any petition of any god or man for 30 days save of the king and if any disobeyed his decree he was to be cast into the den of lions i mean in my own mind if if it was like shoot me with a gun because I want to stand for God, it would be easy. But to throw me in the den of lions, that's very terrible. I don't want to even think about it now. But here was a man who he had the opportunity to discuss with the king. He said, no, this decree, because he knew that it was because of him. But the reading say he did not cease to pray. He did not cease to pray. And he did not pray in his heart. He prayed aloud. The kingdom of heaven is on head on collusion with the kingdom of darkness. And God is looking for men like Daniel who will be faithful even unto death. He did not fear death because like the first part says that we are not to fear them that kill the body but are not able to kill the soul so he knew that his life is hid with god in christ so we are we are developing characters now 
we are trying to find our feet where it will be planted in the eternal rock we want to be like Christ whom even though we knew that in front of us death is calling but because of the fire and the love that burns within us we will not shrink from the, the plans and devices that the enemy has laid on our path but we will go on if it means that our death will bring glory unto God then so be it talking about the matters of old looking at Jerome and Huss it was said that they prepared for death as men who went to the marriage feast so they were singing going on to that kind of experience so I pray that we begin to get that kind of mind but we only will get to that point if we allow Christ to abide in us day by day. Amen. Yeah, they really say that when did when did that did that now cease to pray because this decree was to go into force and the answer the answer is no. That was just the time when he needed to pray. That was just the time he needed to pray. You know, I see also in my own life sometimes I wait till circumstances before uh, I begin to pray. But God wants us to learn how to commune with Him, make it um, a habit to commune with Him. And Daniel was such an individual. Now, when circumstances come, Him that has found communion and refuge always in the secret place of prayer, when circumstances come that um, seem to shake his faith or seem to challenge his trust in God, he hears in that circumstance a call to prayer. But one who has not made prayer his habit, that person, when those circumstances hit, it's either he will stay somewhere and begin to think about his life, or he will stay somewhere and begin to ask, why me? Or stay somewhere and begin to plan or devise on what to do or what not to do. Daniel did not do any such thing. Instead of devising, okay, I will do like this so that they will not, I will apply wisdom. I will have to do like this so they will not catch me. You know, everything in this world is wisdom. Uh, if I stay here a little longer, I can be of benefit to the Jews. You know, I'm the, I'm the, after the king, I'm the most powerful man here. Uh, God has put me out so I can be of help. So uh, let me, let me, let me, let me. He did not do all those let me's. He did not do anything of that sort. He obeyed what Proverbs 3 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. You know, in other ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So he trusted in the Lord and said, He will direct my path. Let me go and talk to the Lord. Because he had already made it his habit. So, you, have you made it your habit to speak with the Lord? When you sin, do you run away from him instead of going to him to tell him about your sin? If you do not know how to pray when you sin and confess your sin to him because you know that he loves you, you will not know how to pray when circumstances come. You pray and miss the kind that James says that God does not answer because you have not made it your habit to pray to him. I'm speaking this also of myself and asking that the Lord will help me to cultivate that life of prayer that Daniel had that made him a man beloved of God. Second point I want to note is that area of cultivating faith that was mentioned before. You see, the previous devotions before this one talked about Christ giving us gold tried with fire. 
that is that faith that has been so tested by the that by whatever you can think of yet that faith withstood the enemy that faith that overcomes the world he gives it to anyone who wants it who wants it it is free of it is free he gives it to anyone bible says that faith is the gift of god ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 it is a gift from christ but when he gives it to you just like the love that he gives to us faith works by love and then to purify the soul when he gives it to you he wants it to be cultivated that is the uh, cooperating with him now he gives you faith now that faith is like a little seed a mustard seed you plant it like a parable the mustard seed now grows into a big tree wherein will bear fruit and uh, even animals and trees will animals and and um, birds will now rest under his shadow and it's on top of his branches when he gives you that mustard seed that looks as if it is so small it is very powerful now what do you have to do you plant it in the soil of your heart and begin to water it by the word of god bible calls the the, the word of god uh, water that's ephesians 5 it says that the water of the word you water it by the word of god you allow the sunshine of god's word to shine upon it you allow um, the electricity of the word of god to meditation everything to go around the word of god that is study daily exercise the uh, your, your faith on the promises of god and that is how the faith will be growing from that small tender seed it will be growing into a plant and from the plant it will be growing into a tree as strong that cannot be moved by tempest or by wind a strong cedar a mustard seed that is taproot goes beneath the surface goes down and down to the very treasures of the earth then it will be said of you that your faith is great but if you don't take the time given to you now to cultivate that faith there is a prophecy in jeremiah chapter 8 that says the harvest is past and we are not saved when the time of test will come that prophecy will be fulfilled on you because you did not take time to cultivate your faith it will grow sickly and die like a plant that um, the farmer does not take care of the wise man says i went through the i went past the field of the sluggard and i saw his field overgrown with weeds it seems like your heart and my heart is overgrown with the weeds of the cares of this life the noxious weeds of self and everything because we are not training the farm that god has given to us to cultivate the plant called faith inside our heart may god help us now to begin to cultivate faith this is the reason you have this time because that crisis is as sure as the sun will come out the next few hours from now it's sure to come and when that when that crisis comes it will end up it will help in winding up this world's history as fast as you can ever think let that prophecy not be fulfilled on you that the harvest will, be, will come and be passed and you will not be saved because you fail to use your time now to cultivate that plant called faith it takes time to to, to cultivate um, a plant and it takes time for that plant to grow and mature use this time wisely and may the lord help us in jesus name amen god wants us to come to the point where nothing will move us except the love of jesus even our own lives will not cause us to deter from obeying god God doesn't want us to be attached to anything he has given to us even as a blessing 
so that when he requires it or Satan even wants to take it away from us, we will not run after Satan and leave God behind. In the book of Revelation 12 verse 11, the Bible says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Has our faith gotten to that point where we don't even care about our lives? As long as we are going to obey God, have we come to that point in our lives where we are only considering what is the will of God? You see, Jesus told his disciples, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Then he said, The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. There is a reason for this statement. We may have good intentions. Yes, Peter had a good intention. He never knew that he was going to disappoint his Lord. He felt within his own strength that he could stand the test. But when a little girl asked a question, you can imagine that he could not stand. Jesus understood this trouble and that was why before Gethsemane, he was praying and praying to his father. He was not trusting in his own strength. Some of us may be physically strong. We may have held positions in councils and men of renown and authority. Maybe you are a boss in your own company. But the things of the spirit are not fought with the, the strength that comes from the flesh. We need to wait upon the Lord. Jesus told them, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch yourself. Watch your weaknesses. Ask God for strength. You may be attached to something. You may even may not know about it. Now in the case of Peter, he was attached to his life and his reputation. But he felt he could fight the battle ahead. Brothers and sisters, God wants us to come to the point in our experience where we do not value anything above the love we have for God. Of course, God has given us all these blessings. He has, but he doesn't want us to place them above him. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. That's the first commandment. All thy strength and all thy might. Thou shalt keep God's commandment with all thy might. I will put it in a different way. With all thy strength. This is the first consideration God wants us to have. But the flesh is weak. The flesh has a lot of considerations. It considers father, mother, uncle, brother, sister, money, wife, food, sleep, sleep, reputation, honor. See, the flesh considers sleep. Yes, it does. That was why the disciples did not pray. They were considering their enjoyment, ease. The flesh is weak. The earlier we agree, we agree with this point, the earlier we will start praying. That's why Daniel was not depending on his reputation or his position. He was praying. We don't need a second failure to agree to this point. Brothers and sisters, we need to understand that we are weak. How many times have you planned to do something and you never really did it? Or to say you were going to say something and you never really did it. Blessed are you who is acquainted with his or her own weakness so that you can pray. I really want to desire that and pray that we would exercise faith in the principles that God is bringing to us today. Take time 
to pray. That was why Daniel was doing that every day. It was not a mantra. He knew that in his flesh dwelt no good thing. He knew that there was no power within him to withstand all those things. And that was why he was praying. We need to be conscious of ourselves and pray to God for victory. I pray that as we do these things, we'll come off as gold. As we submit to all the processes God wants to use to train us, we'll come out as gold. May God bless us. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for a day as this. We thank you for making us to sleep and wake up healthy. We are most grateful for your love upon us, O Lord. That as you have made us to go through thy word this morning, you have made us to understand certain things about thy word, about thy teachings, O Lord. Help us, O Lord, to act according to all that we have learned. Help us, O Lord, to move according to thy spirit. Help us, O Lord, to grow according to thy knowledge. This we pray and we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.